Hello and welcome. You're tuned to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett. Thank you for joining us. Because I fear that Christianity is being hijacked and redefined by some very high profile celebrities who don't quite get it. If you're anything like me, if you want to get better at something, you apply yourself, put in the time and some extra effort. It doesn't really sit to get better at something by letting someone else do the work. When it comes to knowing Jesus better, there's plenty we can do, like intentionally reading the Bible, spending time praying and listening to God, as well as learning from others. But there is an element we can't work towards or take control of, and that's the influence of the Holy Spirit. Today, Dr. Corbett continues his series on knowing Jesus, looking at the role of the Holy Spirit in our relationship with Jesus. When it comes to religion, it's not what you know, but who. To challenge your thinking, let's join Dr. Corbett now for more in the series on knowing Jesus. Your grandparents may have been Christians. Your parents may have been Christians. Your aunts and uncles may have been Christians. Your brothers and sisters may have been Christians and may still be but if you have never experienced Jesus Christ and the power of his Holy Spirit to transform your life, chances are you're not actually a Christian. So here's the deal. Jesus said that you had to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to transform your heart. And this is what we're going to have a look now as we continue to look at about knowing God, how to develop deeper intimacy with him. For some people, becoming a Christian and living as a Christian is simply a matter of doing Christian things like going to church and maybe they'll tick that box by maybe going to a Christmas service or an Easter service or maybe a wedding or a funeral and that's enough for them in their mind to say that they have got things right with God God will surely approve them because now they've done the Christian thing. The problem with thinking that way is what Jesus said. And it's a huge problem. Because Jesus Christ told his disciples that he was going. And he was going and it would be in their advantage that he went so that he could send the Holy Spirit. And here's what we're going to have a look at now. In developing a deeper, more intimate relationship with God, we have to know Jesus Christ. We have to have a change of affections. And this change of affections means that we don't simply have an assent, a mental assent to the propositions of Christianity. That is, that it's about living a moral life or about living according to the ethics of Christianity and that's what Christianity is. And I think there's a dangerous trend at the moment where there are, where there are some elites and high-profile celebrities who are actually talking like this. They're talking like to, to live according to Christian principles, Christian values, is the same as being a Christian. And I'm here to say it's not. And I'm not saying this because I think, I reckon I am suggesting this, I'm actually reading what Jesus said and was recorded by those who heard him and what he said about this experience of coming into a relationship with God was like being born again. It was something that he said 
the Holy Spirit would do in a person. For those young people who have known nothing other than their Sunday spent in church and perhaps over time their maybe their parents backed off a little bit from that and sport became a, a an equal priority or work became an equal priority and perhaps the passion that maybe their parents demonstrated all for God, all for Jesus, all for living out the Christian life and paying the price of sacrificing perhaps recreation and work and things like this suddenly drops off a bit. And the impact this has had perhaps on the young children of these parents who are watching this is a very loud and clear message that they hear and they receive. And that is this, Christianity is not that serious. It's not that important. And I want to today in this message that we're going to hear that I hope you really hear is that Jesus Christ said that getting right with God and maintaining that relationship with his father comes firstly through him by the power of the Holy Spirit whom he will send, whom he promised to send. And historically, I want to demonstrate that he did exactly that. So with that, let's pray because this is really important. This is my prayer that I want to pray for you who are listening because it's possible to hear what I'm saying but not actually hear what I'm saying. So will you join with me? Father, now, as we open your word, I pray you would open our hearts. Father, it's only by our hearts being open to your word that your word can enter into our hearts. And Father, there are some here who've grown tired, they've grown weary, they have grown cold, and they've grown, some have grown lukewarm. And God, I pray that today you would kindle a fire afresh in each of us so that there would be a passion to know you, to come close to you, to have our hearts open and yielded to you, so that Father, we would once again kindle a love for you, your word, your people, your church, your mission, your cause, and all the things that reflect you to the world. I pray, Lord, you would help me as a pastor today to pastor all who are listening, those who are joining with us online, those who are joining with us via radio, those who are joining with us in other ways, that God, you would speak to them even in the months to come from what I'm saying now. So I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. This whole thing is that we're talking about, knowing God, being intimate with God, knowing him more and more closely, is so critical because I fear that Christianity is being hijacked and redefined by some very high-profile celebrities who don't quite get it. Christianity is not just about living an ethical life or living according to the values of Christian teaching. That's all well and good. And thank you for, for agreeing that those things are good for society. And I think recently I mentioned Elon Musk, who came out with a very bold statement saying that our Western culture and the good things about our Western culture are indeed shaped by Christian values and these Christian principles. 
But the danger is that people confuse that. And they think, ah, that's what it means to be a Christian. And of course, you can live by Christian values, Christian principles, and not be a part of a local church that Christ commanded his followers to be a part of. You could embrace Christian principles and Christian values and not be a part of the family of God that meets together to encourage and bless each other and to hold each other to account. And you could do that because there is something even more important to you than these Christian values and principles that you're telling people you're holding to. And, and that's your pride. And so in a few months, we're going to do a whole series on examining that claim, that unspoken often claim of pride. And we're going to deal with that. But right now, I want to go to the heart, your heart, my heart. I want to bear my heart as I encourage your heart. So to do that, I'm going to suggest to you that we need a fresh filling with the Holy Spirit. I'm impressed by the original believers recorded in the book of Acts where on the day of Pentecost they were gathered in obedience to the word of Christ where he had told them, do not leave, wait until I send the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what they did. And we read in the book of Acts that that happened on the day of Pentecost. In, it's recorded in Acts chapter 2. And then we find something interesting happening in Acts chapter 3 and 4, where they meet again, the leaders of the church, and they wait and they pray and they ask God to fill them afresh with the Holy Spirit. This should really stir us. It should really encourage us to do something similar to this. So this is what I want to have a look at. The Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians, knowing that he's battling with false teachers, knowing that there's all kinds of ungodly conduct going on, definitely not living according to Christian principles, definitely not holding to Christian values, yet all the while claiming that they did. <laughs> and so here we have Paul writing to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where he's just said this to them. He says, But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. This is, I hope you see this, that Paul is assuming that for those who long for a security after they die, a security after death, that is, they will go to that place where God is, which we call heaven, and it says, this is what God has prepared, this presence, this dwelling place, this place of rest and restoration is prepared for those who love him. I, I just hope you get this, that we're talking about the kind of Christianity that is a love relationship. We've already seen that Jesus, when asked what are the greatest commandments. What is the greatest commandment? Jesus said the greatest commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We see that in Matthew chapter 22, reading from verse 36. And now here the apostle Paul is telling the Corinthians who were living a very compromised life, 
You want this? This is for those who love God. And when you love God, your heart is open to him and your open heart is then open to the Holy Spirit whom he wants to send into your heart. So Paul says this, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So there is a type of Christian living, a, a type of Christian, the Christian life that goes deep. It goes deep with God. It goes deep with God because the Holy Spirit if you are open to the leading, the filling, the empowering of the Holy Spirit, you will be taken into a deeper relationship with God. The kind of relationship, as we will see over the next couple of sessions in this series, where you'll be transformed. Your heart will be transformed. Your mind will be transformed. All for the better. The Apostle says, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person who, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. You see, Paul is saying this, you Corinthians, you claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you're exercising these spiritual gifts and you're showing yourself to be super spiritual. You're, in fact, misusing the gifts of the Spirit. We read later on in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, where they were using these gifts as bragging points ultimately condemning those other perhaps very sincere believers who weren't exercising these gifts of the Spirit like these Corinthians were. And Paul is saying, in a lead up to his rebuke to them about this, when you begin to experience the Holy Spirit, you begin to understand the things freely given to us by God which include the gifts of the Spirit. You see, the church was founded on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven. It was a supernatural outpouring. It's recorded in Acts chapter 2 that there was a mighty rushing wind that swept through the believers. It filled them with something that looked like tongues of fire, flames of fire. And then they all spoke in languages they, they hadn't learned, but the Holy Spirit gave them, it says, utterance. Now, for some today, they have also experienced that, that experience as well, the, the ability to be filled subsequent, filled with the Spirit subsequent to their own conversion, their own salvation. And for some, it has led to them also experiencing this same phenomena of being filled with the Holy Spirit to the point where they also are able to speak in tongues and pray in tongues as the Apostle Paul makes the distinction in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 that you can speak in tongues and you can pray in tongues. And here we have the Apostle Paul really with a, a fatherly rebuke to the Corinthians. If you are claiming to be spirit-filled, filled by the Spirit of God, 
you will know something. You will understand God more. You will come closer to him. You will open your heart to him and you'll be yielded to him. The apostle Paul says that these things, are, these gifts are given to us freely by God and you'll begin to understand why they're given. It says in verse 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. You see, there seems to be a thing that Paul is saying. You claim to be spiritual, yet you are selfish, you are inconsiderate, you are proud, and you are, when you gather, you are humiliating poorer brothers and sisters in Christ by the feasts that they had when they gathered as a church. And Paul is saying, you claim to be spiritual and you treat one another like this. That's not spiritual. I hope today in our church, a a guest, I was about to say the word visitor. If you're a visitor here today, please, you're our guest. And I hope everyone who is a part of this church family will treat all of our visitors here today, perhaps who have never been here before, as guests. Imagine if you had a guest in your home. Would you ignore them? Would you entertain them with food and drink? I I certainly hope so. This is called hospitality. And this is how it's got to be in the church when we gather. Someone whom we've never seen in our church, I hope that they will be treated like a guest and if they are able to and perhaps they are able to join our church, that they will go from being a guest to being a family member. And as a family member, they in turn will make visitors feel like they are our guests. And I think the Apostle Paul is saying to the Corinthians, you treat people like this, it reveals to others that you actually really know God. You can say you know God and treat people inconsiderately and it doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. And so Paul is saying, I'm telling you spiritual truths. And he says, to those who are spiritual. And it sounds like He's using their language to rebuke them. Here's what I hope we will do. Paul goes on and says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So here's what I hope we will do. I hope that we will be a people who are open to the Holy Spirit. I hope that we will be a church that longs to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me, yes, I was filled with the Holy Spirit 20, 30, 40 years ago. I want to know, were you filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? (laughs) Were you filled with the Holy Spirit today? Are you seeking to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit? You may have had an experience with the Holy Spirit leading to your salvation. You may have had an experience with the Holy Spirit where you were set on fire with a fresh passion for God. That's wonderful. Thank you. But are you continuing to long to know God? Jesus Christ said in John chapter 17 and verse 3, in praying to his Father, he said, Father, this is eternal life, 
that they know you and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. You see, eternal life, that is being saved, being made right with God, becoming a a child of God and a member of the family of God, adopted by God into his family, having an eternal destiny in the presence of Christ. It's not something that you do religiously and that's it. It's a relationship you develop and it comes about by being filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul says that the natural person, the person who perhaps is trying to be religious, the natural person cannot accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly, foolishness to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15, The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself judged by no one. You see, what's Paul saying here? The truly spiritual person, the one whose heart has been changed by the Spirit of God because they've come into the presence of God. And here's the thing. You spend time with God in his presence and something transforms, something changes in your life. And it shows. I'm just so mindful of the the film I saw about Stanley, who the journalist who went to the Congo to find the missionary Livingston, David Livingston. And David Livingston was mapping out the Congo and, and, and Stanley, the journalist, found him and came back with these maps to London as David Livingston was finishing off some of his work and, and he presented these maps to the Geographical Society and they thought he was a fraud. And in the movie, the, the, the actor playing Stanley, the, the journalist, uh, meets the, the daughter of David Livingston. And he's expressing his disappointment about the Geographic Society, re, re, calling him a fraud and saying, you've made it up. You're just being a journalist. You, you, you'd never really met David Livingston. And the more he talks, the more his daughter hears her father's voice in the journalist. And she says... I can hear him in you. I, I, I can hear that you've been with him. I don't think you're a fraud. I believe you. I've got to tell you, when I saw that movie, it so deeply touched me because I thought, what if I could spend time with Jesus? What if I could just be with him, reading the word about him, reading the words that came out of his mouth, (laughs) reading in a way that his Holy Spirit filled me with his presence so that when I met people, they could say of me, this man looks like he's actually met Jesus. Isn't that what the religious leaders in Jerusalem recording in the book of Acts actually said? about the first disciples, these men have been with Jesus. They could tell that these men have been with Jesus. And you know what? My pastoral prayer for you, my pastoral ambition, my pastoral aspiration for you right here now and those watching, listening online, 
those who will be, maybe in weeks, months to come, maybe in years to come listening to this, my prayer is that as a result, something would enter into your heart that says, I'm not where I should be with God. Dear God, I want to come closer to you. I want the kingdom of God, which is your presence, wrapped up in Jesus the King, to be my first priority so that I can seek first the presence of Jesus so that others can see me, Lord, and be with me and think, he really, she really knows Jesus. And how do we do this? The Apostle Paul is highlighting the truth that the Corinthians perhaps had distorted, and that is the Holy Spirit is not just about the show. The Holy Spirit is not just about having a quote-unquote good worship service. The Holy Spirit is not about the spectacular. The Holy Spirit is about transforming you into the character, the image, and the likeness of Jesus Christ. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And that's what happens when you open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. In a moment, I'm going to pray for you to receive a touch from the Holy Spirit. You may say, but I'm saved. I'm born again, Pastor. I'm okay. I'm saying if the original disciples needed to pray (laughs) to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need to do the same? The Apostle Paul in verse 16 says this, For he who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to... uh, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? In other words, you think you can tell God what to do? That means you don't know him at all. You need to come to know him. And the Apostle Paul finishes this off, pointing to those who are, he's already told us, he's writing to those who are spiritual. And he says this, but we have the mind of Christ. And how did we get that mind? By coming into the presence and the fullness and the empowering and the filling with the Holy Spirit. Here's what Jesus wanted us to know about this. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, he says, well, What father who has a son asks for bread would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a, a scorpion? What, what kind of father would do that? And Jesus said, how much more then will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ask. Ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 17, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, sounds very similar to what the Apostle Paul has just said, neither does it see him or know him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in you. And that box was ticked on the day of Pentecost, and it is ticked every other day from that point on, because the Holy Spirit still fills people today. If you want to know God, if you want to know Him more richly and more deeply, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all those joining with us now, those who are here, those who are listening. 
those father who hunger for you increase their hunger for you for those lord who have backed off those who have let other things come in beyond the things that you said should be first seek first the kingdom of god father i pray you bring them to repentance by your spirit and put within them a hunger and a desire to be filled afresh with the holy spirit father for those listening to me now who say to them who are saying but i don't know if i've ever received the holy spirit i don't know if i've ever had my heart transformed then i pray right now that they would experience the holy spirit speaking to them speaking to them in ways that only the spirit of god can do and that lord he would draw them into the presence of christ you spend time with the holy spirit you will think you have spent time with jesus because he has sent his spirit to make him known to us. And I pray, Father, that we, your people, might know the love of God the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to listen again or you've missed a program, you'll find an archive of all previous episodes on our website, findingtruthmatters.org. For today's program, select Knowing Jesus Part 5 from our online store. You can also find the podcast by subscribing to Finding Truth Matters on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud. As we've heard today, the Holy Spirit is uniquely positioned to influence our relationship with Jesus, and it's not something we can take control over. More of Finding Truth Matters next week. Dr. Corbett is pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to meeting with you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters.